The following podcast, too late, we're already rolling. (laughs) The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello and uh, welcome to another edition of the TOST Toddcast with Coach Q right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and simulcasting on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. We'd like to remind you that links to our weekly conversations are available via social media. Follow Timeout for Sports Talk on Facebook and on Twitter. At TOST BMC is our handle. Coach Q is also on Twitter. You can see his handle at the bottom of your screen if you're watching us on the video simulcast. It is at Q underscore Coach. And you can follow BHS Football at Marauder F-Ball. Of course, I'm sure if you are following the team, you already know that by now. And, of course, these are interactive shows. We do welcome your participation, as we uh, as I said, throughout the season. Uh, if you have any questions for the coach, I uh, did not check in the last five minutes. But uh, you can log on to Twitter. Use the hashtag Q's4Q. Again, that's Q-S-F-O-R-Q. Again, if you're watching us on this video simulcast, it's at the bottom of the screen. And uh, with all that said, I'm Todd Bloniars from the award-winning Time Out for Sports Talk monthly television show and always pleased to be alongside Belmont High School football head coach Jan Kuman And uh, Coach Q, a uh, couple of uh, congratulations here to, uh, to bring you. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations uh, with the big win against Woburn. I know first one in the Coach Q era. Thank you, yeah. Yes, I, you got that. I was that. taking questions. We didn't get any. We didn't get any again. Okay, I didn't think so. I Like I said, I did check a little earlier. Didn't didn't see any, unfortunately. By the way, just so you know, the thing you said that, uh, at the beginning where we had to rewind, oh. I had you muted. So oh, we thank, did, thank we did not hear your, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I burped. Yes, he burped. Okay, yeah, there you I go. Burped. Yes, he, he did it, but I had you muted for that, so it was covered. See, because, nice. well, you weren't ready to speak yet anyway, no, so I no, figured I, that's, I, that's why I mute you just in case something like that happens. Always you know. classy, San Diego. Try Always to be classy. <laughs> we try to be prepared here on on these uh, shows, <laughs> but uh, so congrats on on the win over Woburn. I know Thank it's the you. first uh, first for you as as a head coach, and also uh, congrats on the the winning league record three Thank and two you. in the Middlesex League Liberty Division. Uh, you know, winning you know, actually after an only two start re- reeling off three in a row, and of course with that a uh, another Division three North playoff berth yeah. in the MIA playoffs, which will start this week. So we've got to get into all of that, but I. I do want to start with a little bit of distressing news, uh, just a small bit, you know, because I uh, I do diligent research for this show. Oh no! And uh, well, first of all, though, while I'm playing this, let's let's congratulate you. We'll bring up, you know, the uh, the victory music. So uh, we've got that. I believe it's here. It, it might take a minute. I like to crank this. Up. All Thundercats intros. Well, yeah, that that's kind of where I was going with this. But anyway, here's. Uh, we want to call this. For those, of, for those of you watching the video simulcast, I'm putting up a picture of uh, the original show from the 1980s. It's crazy, it never gets old. You know? <laughs> and yet it's over three decades old. I know. It's so weird back in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, I'm such a child. 
you know, I also was uh, doing a little bit of research on this and found out uh, the, uh, I guess this is produced by, uh, uh, was originally produced by Rankin Bass, which were the folks who bring you yeah. all those Christmas specials. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Kind of remember, uh, you know, like uh, Rudolph and uh, Frosty no the way. Snowman, like the little Feltmation stuff or whatever they called that. Uh, you, you know what I I'm had, talking I about. I do. Here. I had no idea. That's yeah, a... no, the same production company, uh, which. Uh, and so, and so there is a 2011 version. Right. Well, there's the thing. I, I did some research here. Apparently, remember, we, we talked about this on the last show. I'm, Are there different versions? I'm you super know, was suspicious. The, was there a reboot? Well, the reboot is not... Okay. Let me see this picture. Okay, here's the picture. This is 2011. Oh, this is ridiculous. Well, here you go. Here's the, here's the 2011 version. <sighs> it's not too, too bad, but you'll notice a few subtle differences. Oh, the worst is yet to come, believe me. Hang on. More of a guitar riff. It's pretty aggressive guitar riff, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't like it. Oh, come on. Alright, so like they kept they kept the melody. Yeah. Sort of. The animation's a little more spruced up now because of the you know. They changed the key. Yeah, I think they got some new singers. Nope, I don't like it. Next. For you folks uh, watching on the simulcast, sorry, we don't have a lot to show you. But... Yeah. Yeah, That's... well, anyway, well, I have to, it's going to roll through, so we'll no, get to the next now one. I'm, now I'm depressed. Yeah, well, I, well, no, you, you aren't depressed yet. I got something to really depress you out. Anyway, I want to tell you, though, this. so I found this. So in 2011, I guess the plan was to reboot it. Right. Uh, and the plan was they were going to do two seasons worth, but apparently... Canceled uh, after one? Yeah, it was canceled after one because... Uh, it was canceled after one season because apparently the storyline was thought to be too... Uh, they were trying to appeal to, like, 6- to 12-year-olds, mm. and... Uh, Unfortunately, I guess the storyline was too depressing and dark. I guess that it really uh, caught okay. on with the. Okay. Uh, but uh, so, anyways, you you would think that that would be the end. So they tried that in 2011, and it didn't work after one year. Well, apparently, somebody out there has decided uh, the show needs a, a complete reboot, and as of next year, the Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I hate to say it, but watch as you watch the little clip here, you'll see what it says at the beginning. You have a cringe warning. No way. <laughs> this is blasphemous. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Here's the picture for those of you watching us on the simulcast. <laughs> Oh, that, that was I'll even admit that was terrible. That was just uh yes, just the animation is not even remotely close to the original. Destroying my faith in humanity. Yeah, I know. It, it, the show is actually going to be called ThunderCats Roar and it's coming to uh the Cartoon Network in 2020. It was actually supposed to come out this year and I guess they had a few delays. I'm like viscerally angry. Like, well, I, no, I'm you, like, you you should be because look what they did to the I mean look what they did to the characters. I mean, I mean they don't look ridiculous. anything. This is ridiculous. Well, they said they wanted it to be more of light and fanciful and trying. Remember one of the things you said you talked about yeah, why the, the show fantasy. wasn't rebooted? Yeah, and apparently, so these but folks. Not that kind no, of fantasy. No, right, I know. Like, this is dark and violent fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but yet lighthearted still. 
you know, like these guys back in the 80s. Yeah, you see? but they were fighting for something. You know what I mean? It wasn't like right. it wasn't like a, 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 a like a puffy. We all feel good about it. Like they were fighting. They were in a battle. They were engaged in an epic battle between the forces of good and evil, mm. you know, and like, yeah, the, the, these guys don't look like they're fighting anything. No. No, they might be fighting their uh, waistline. Some yeah, of them, like a couple of them look like and, they are woefully out like of shape. Like, why are, why Yeah, why? They were interviewed. Yeah, don't even. Uh, they. I saw an interview with the the guy who was uh, the the new creator. He said he wanted to relive his childhood. He said the, these childhood heroes. I wanted to bring them back and into. But yeah, but yeah, so bring to, them back. Yeah, but they've been bastardized now. I don't. Yeah, so they're not. You're not bringing them yeah. back. You're recreating. You yeah, know, shame. I know. Game of Thrones. Yeah, shame. I, I, I understand. Shame. Shame. <laughs> horrible. Well, you know, the battle of uh, the good and evil. Uh, well, we'll let it. We'll let the Thundercats uh, roar rest here. But uh, you know, uh, speaking of the the battles uh, on the uh, on the field, uh, we've got, of course, uh, a huge win uh, against uh, Woburn. It was a senior night. Yeah. Um, as there were, uh, I think, uh, twelve seniors honored before the game. Uh, just kind of noteworthy it seems to be one of the smaller senior classes that i can recall the last yep. few years yep uh which i suppose as it's good and it's bad one of the good would be that you probably have a lot more returning players next year or you know i mean maybe less uh, but obviously some key players on there and your you yeah. uh your five captains among them um but uh, one of the players uh, who is uh, not a senior who had yet his third straight big game would be uh, Chad Francis, who uh, I know the last two weeks was getting a shout-out in the Boston Herald. This week he gets a shout-out in the Globe. Yep. Uh, deservedly so. Uh, three more touchdowns, 210 yards rushing. That means over the last three games in which Marauders have won all three, uh, Chad Francis has run for 710 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, it's averaging over 10 yards a carry. Uh, in the last three games. And in the first uh, first three games of the season, he was averaging under five yards a carry and had scored one touchdown. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I mean, boy, he's, he's finding those holes now. I mean, again, you you did some, like you talked about the last couple of weeks, you've done a little bit of maneuvering on the offensive <laughs> line to help kind of yeah, you know, you know, you know, open I mean, up the holes a bit for We him. had the finagle bagel on the offensive line. Um, we had to do it again for this game. I mean, we're getting, we're getting Derek back um, this week, which is great. You know, so we had to finagle another bagel and in figuring out how we were going to replace big Derek Brown um, mm-hmm. for the week, uh, which we did. Uh, Reed Carlson, a junior in this first varsity action, went out and had had a pretty decent little day for himself. Um, yeah. You know, I think that we're trending upwards, obviously, in our run game. Um, you know, Chad's a really hardworking kid. He's done a lot of work to get to this place. Um super excited that he's seeing the level of success that he's seeing and you know he's crediting his hoggies up front too which is always nice to see a running back do just like we are we're crediting the hogs yeah yeah you know (laughs) saying it's all you know my blockers are the guys who are doing it and um you know all credit to to them kind of a thing um but yeah i think we've gotten fundamentally better on the offensive line over the last three or four weeks our our we've done a better job of of presenting scheme uh, creating scheme that works, um, not trying to do too much, you know, trying to get good at what it is that we, we do. Um, and we've seen the benefit of that, obviously. Um, we kind of always knew that Chad was a great runner. Um, so it was just a matter of kind of getting all the pieces in place and gelling the right way to give him the looks in front of him that he needed. 
And then he also had to make some some adjustments over the first three weeks, you know, and, and he was a little tentative into his run set at times early in the season, um, kind of chopping feet when he was getting to the line of scrimmage and, you know, looking for the big play. He's not doing that now, right? He's not looking for the big play. He's just allowing his blockers to do their job, and then he's allowing his natural vision to take over, and that's creating big play, right? Uh, you know, it's it's – it's like golf, you know. When you when you try to hit the ball, you you don't. You have to just relax and let the club do the work, you know. And 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 very similarly, I think for Chad, he just kind of had to trust the scheme and go, and, and then let his talent, you know, do the rest of it. And and it certainly has. And of course, you you know, you take uh, the the two halves of the the six games together. Uh, he's got ninety seven carries for uh, eight hundred and fifty four yards, eight touchdowns, averaging a little under nine yards a carry. Uh, certainly looks like he's well on his way to a thousand yard season. Uh, uh, probably a lot more than that. Uh, you know, certainly uh, the other thing I think that helped you guys out, and you must have been pleased about this. I know one of the things you were probably looking for, uh, given you know all the emotions that go along with senior night, and also knowing what was on the line, the playoff berth, uh, you know, the potential for that. Uh, because obviously you needed some help from some out of town games, but uh, you know the fact you guys jumped out early. You know you get you know you, you put up a t- three touchdowns in the first quarter, and, yeah. and of course uh, it wasn't just Chad Francis uh, running crazy. I know he had a ninety five yard run in that first quarter uh, for a touchdown, but then uh, Avery Arno again talking about efficient. I mean you know you, you know your, your senior quarterback uh, eight of ten, one hundred and seventy three yards, three touchdowns. I yeah. mean it doesn't you can't really ask for much more than that out of your signal caller. Yeah, I mean Avery Avery had a great night and. And our receiving core as a whole had a good night, and our coaching staff had a good night um, calling and, and kind of recognizing what would be successful. You know, I mean, we've – I'd like to think that one of the things we've done well over the last three weeks is kind of taken what we're being given, you know, um, and not trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, right, and saying, like, all right, what are you going to give us? This is what we're going to take. Um, and – being ready to make those adjustments, you know, and there were some really cool coaching moments in that regard. Like we were hemmed up on a third down and we ran a combo and threw it to the slot receiver. Um, and everyone on my coaching staff, starting with coach Pereira in the box and then coach barge and coach Cy, coach Clark on the sideline goes, um, did you see Hubsy? Run it, run it again. Right. And, and that was, that was Zach's first touchdown. You know, so like that's a that's a, a a full staff effort in terms of recognition, you know, of of seeing, hey, this is what they're giving us in this coverage set and, and this particular matchup. So so let's take it. And, you know, um, it was nice to take some shots downfield there and, and have some big scoring plays, which, you know, you guys have watched us before is not always who we are. Um, you know, we did it against Woburn, or we did it against Arlington a little bit and we did it against Woburn. You know, but then you go back to the to the Winchester game and everything was, you know, three yards, four yards, seven yards, you know, quick stuff. So it's nice to know that we can do a lot of different things. Um, we're always trying to diversify. So that's yeah. I mean, Avery had a great day. It, and yeah, you know, obviously Avery's, you know, Francis has come on these last three weeks. Avery's come on. Yep. And and so is Zach Hubbard uh, now uh, with the receiving yardage lead uh, on the year, 265 yards, uh, three touchdowns, uh, you know, two long throws uh, that, you know, from Arno yeah. that he uh, pulled and in. I mean, so, and I yeah. mean, and Hubsy, like it was really, Hubsy's uh, such a hardworking kid and football's is kind of his number one, you know, and it was really nice to be able to kind of reward that um, because, 
minus I think Winchester he had a pretty decent game but minus that it's it's been you know kind of other receivers at times you know not to say that Hubsy hasn't contributed he's gotten some touchdown catches but like the big yardage night like Presto had a big yardage night one week mm-hmm. Rocha had a big yardage night one week Zach kind of hadn't had that right um and and this game turned into that so it was really great to see Arno have the measure of success because he's worked his butt off to be our quarterback this year. And really great to see Hubsy have that success because um, you'd be hard-pressed to find a kid who works harder at his craft as a wide receiver um, than Zach. And, yeah, I was really, really happy for those guys. I mean, I think also, like, it speaks to who we are as a uh, as a football program that, like, if you look at, like, our, our targets – um, over the season, I think our, our three leading targets are like within five of each other. Uh, try within two. Yeah. Uh, Rocha, 39 targets, uh, the Jackson Stevens, 38 and the Hubbard, uh, 37. Yeah. You know, so right like, there. you know, everybody's kind of in, I think that. I mentioned that. I think last, I think I kind of, yeah, to yeah. Some of that and, last and I'm, week. I'm really excited when I see something like that because you know, it, it, it sure. shows that we're not, uh, I think one of the things I've worked hard on as an as an OC that I wasn't great at um, at the beginning is um, <laughs> I was super predictable. Like I look, I go back to my first couple of years running an offense. I'm just like, oh, Q, you, you didn't know what you didn't know. You're just so predictable, right? And easy. Well. Um, and and we're trying to grow. You know, we're growing as as a staff and as an offense. And so I'm I'm really excited for Zach, but I'm also like, you know my heart warms when you know Preston doesn't get to be the guy that night and is not you know mad mm. he's not pouting he's not angry he's not you know jealous i mean he's just going out there and doing his job and and he actually had a really big pick uh in the Wolverine game he had a big interception um that almost went for a touchdown um but yeah yeah great job by the quarterback and the receiving core yeah, it, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Hubbard uh, with uh, Arno and the Hubbard uh, for Arno's eight touchdown passes. Six of them have been to to Hubsy, and of course uh, Arno himself now with the with the efficient effort uh, this past week is over fifty percent in his pass completions yeah. for the season at fifty four percent. Eight touchdowns, only three picks. So yeah. yeah, I mean you can't be at, you know again you're talking about two of your your five senior captains and. Uh, you know, they, they they shined when you needed them to most in the biggest game of the season. Yeah, I mean, those are guys, especially in Hubsy and, and um, Arno, um, who got a lot of rep last year. You know, I mean, obviously Arno started every game at quarterback for us, and Hubsy started every game at receiver opposite Jared. You know, so these are guys who got a lot of varsity repetition last year, and we kind of took a little bit of our lumps there. You know, I mean, not to say that we had somebody who I think would have won the job over over Avery um, last year. But, you know, we knew that we had a junior quarterback last year and that that was going to mean some bad reads and some bad decisions and some picks here and there, sometimes in big moments and all of that stuff. And you see now, you know, not to jinx us, but you kind of see now the difference that exists with a year under his belt. You know, he's significantly more efficient. His read structures are great. His feet are better. His arm path is better. Um, the caliber of the ball he's delivering is better, um, and and Hubsy is just better as a as an athlete, um, and knows the ins and outs of receivers. Sometimes a little too well. Sometimes he makes a little adjustment that he sees that, you know, we're not seeing because he knows it better than than the quarterback does, and then the ball's not where 
you know, Arnold's like, why'd you do that? And I was like, well, I saw this thing. And Arnold's like, don't do that. I didn't see it. So, you know, it's a, uh, um, it's been really cool to see that growth. Yeah. And on the defensive side, of course, uh, you know, you guys almost had a shutout uh, this uh, week. I mean, Woburn coming up with a touchdown in the third quarter, but otherwise it, it, it kind of looks here. The defense played a nearly perfect game. Yeah. I mean, we had to fight for it, man. I mean, in the first series after, because they kicked, uh, we kicked off, they fumbled the kickoff return, and we had a short field, um, like a 10 yard field. And then we plunged in on two plays and then kicked off again. Um, and that drive, they took us down to about the 30 or the 25 before we stiffened up. We had a couple of misalignments. There was a, a streaking tight end up the field that was unaccounted for in our coverage set. Um, but once we knuckled down and, and, and played marauder defense, we were pretty good. We threw the gauntlet down. I mean, we were pretty disappointed that we let up 33 points. Uh, we against Arlington, we haven't. I mean, and all credit to Arlington and Tyler Callahan, but like we haven't done that at all this year. You know, this this defense has not allowed more than three scores, and most of the time it allows two, right? I mean, the three score games for the most part have been like one or two scores plus a special teams touchdown. Right. So like yeah. that's not really the defense. You know, this defense is quietly like honestly, I, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I mean, we got a tall order ahead of us next week, but I think we're we're one of the most underrated defenses. Right, because nobody's talking about us as defense. Because nobody's sure. talking about us generally. Because why would they be talking about us? We're a three and three eight seed. <laughs> right. <you know>? But <laughs> but um, our points allowed is like eighteen per game with the Arlington game. You know, and um, that puts us third in the Middlesex League. And and you know we're we're a ferocious little honey badger defense, man. And and it's been really cool to see that. So Woburn brought us to the 30 25 we stiffened up stuffed the run for a loss on first down forced them to throw on second third and then fourth defended all of those because we're pretty good at that and then um they returned a kick to like the you know 12 on the next series after we scored on the you know we stopped them chad broke off the 95 yard touchdown run and then um gave him the ball back they kick off return to like the 12 and then we stopped them again, right? Four and out of them again. So uh, those two possessions set the tone for the game, right? Because, I mean, if, if they get in there on those short fields, we're kind of in a back-and-forth little shootout thing going on. They get a little bit of momentum when they didn't, and then we were able to score fast on the back end of those stops. Um, you could kind of feel it start to snowball for them a little bit. And, and they're a young team, you know, and that was their fourth loss in a row. So um, we've we've been there. You know, we we know what that feels like um, mm -hmm. to kind of yeah. f feel that thing get away from you and 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 kind of go down a bad path. And, and I think that's a little bit of what happened for them. Um, nice to be on the other side of it for a change. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. you know, it's 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 super nice to be on the other side of that. I mean, it's great. It's great for our kids and, and they deserve it. You know, I said it to, to the guys, you know, in the in the huddle or in the locker room after um man we've been through a lot this year you know um starting with my sickness that that that, that filtered to them you know um so we had to go in we were in the off season with complete we had massive coaching turnover uh and then you know we were in this position of uncertainty and then i got sick and that just added to the uncertainty. 
Um, and then, you know, coming out to practice for camp and, and treatment and all of that stuff, the story wasn't football, you know, um, and they had to weather that, you know, and that's forcing a lot of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids to be thinking about a lot of things that I'm not sure 14 to 18 year olds think a lot about, you know, um, over the first couple of weeks. And then, you know, we lost to Wakefield cause we were unprepared cause it was the depth of treatment. And then we, we lost to, to, uh, Reading and Winchester in, in really tight games. And all of a sudden we were own three, you know, and man, they, they, they could have bailed, you know, um, not on me, but, but on the notion that this team could be something, you know, successful by, by the, by the metric of football success. And, um, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they, they kept working, they kept working, they kept working, they kept believing that we were going to make the adjustments that we needed to make, that we were going to get better. And like, that's a, just a, a, a ton of adversity, man, to have to confront from start to finish. And, and I'm so proud of these guys for for being able to do that you know um we deserve we deserve this we, we're not limping into the playoffs man we deserve to be here we deserve to be three and three we've overcome more i mean we had a team drop us and not communicate so we were a game short add that to the list of things that we had to overcome you know like start to finish this has been one of I mean, I, I don't even really know how to put it into words, man. When I, I, I get I get really kind of verklempt when I think about it because it's just been so much emotional turmoil. And for us to be able to reduce it down to the football and just play ball, man, has been amazing. And we deserve to be where we're at. We deserve that win too, um, you know. Maybe if two words could sum up the 2019 season to date, most satisfying maybe yeah so far man i mean you know we we, we're talking a lot now about like we're not done man you know like it's very easy to to say okay we got a winning record in the league we won three league games we made the playoffs and this feeling of like (sighs) we're done right uh uh-uh well, no, because here you are. You get a chance to uh, avenge last year. You know, you made the playoffs last year for the first time in in program history, and you get the same team again. You get yeah. to go up to Danvers again. We do playing them. Uh, last year was the uh, Matt McCarthy show. He ran for four touchdowns, and he graduated. However, they appear to have a new four touchdown replacement in uh, <laughs> Richard Canova because he had a career best uh, for uh, the trips to the end zone last week uh, in a win for them, which kept them undefeated. Yeah, seven and zero. So. Yep. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, just about that. Again, you know, like you said, the team, you know, you don't need to take a deep breath here because there's unfinished business. You went up there last year. Uh, you know, they ran all over you in the first half. You guys showed tremendous heart coming back in the second half yep. to make it a game. You take that heart combined with all the heart you've seen from this year's team, you know, coming back from the 0-3 start and all the other yeah, obstacles yeah. they've overcome, like you mentioned, and, you know, I mean, right. we're, 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 here. let me say first and foremost, I mean, Danvers is a great football team, man. I mean, you don't get, you don't get to sure. seven and zero in the NEC without, without being a, a really good team. Yeah. Um, and we've seen them on film and they're, they're a really good team. Um, we're going to have to play our best football and coach our best football, um, to beat this team, you know? So that's kind of what we're, what we're looking at. Um, but we're excited for that as opposed to worried about it. You know, I think that that we're just excited and um, we're excited to get up to Danvers where, you know, we had stars in our eyes on the front end of that thing last year. 
and Danvers didn't. <laughs> and, and they took advantage of that in the first half. And when we kind of shook those stars out of our eyes and got down to playing Marauder football, we were able to have some success. And that wasn't against, like, their JV squad, man. That was the playoffs. Their varsity defense was in that game from start to finish. It was a two-touchdown game by the end of the game. That comeback was not right. a not a garbage-time comeback, right? That was a legitimate comeback against their varsity defense. Sure. Period. End of sentence. Um, but they had done so much damage in the first um, that, you know, it was just too much for us to overcome. Um whether or not this team has those stars in their eyes, I don't know, man. There there are a lot of guys on this roster that were out on that field last year. Um, we played some young guys last year. There are a lot of seniors who played as juniors, you know, um, who were out on that field last year. They're excited for the opportunity to get another chance at the Falcons. Um, Your you five know. captains this year, I mean, they were yeah. all out there last and, year. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we're we're excited to trot our defense out against them too. Um, we have a lot of work to do to stop. They're a, a, a good power run offense, man. We've got work to do to stop them. Uh, they don't have a ton of, there's not a lot of cute to Danvers. You know, they're not trying to out cute you. Um, they're going to line up and they're going to punch you in the face over and over and over and over and over and over again until you do something about it. Um, and, and so we need to be ready to do something about it. And yeah. It's cool to get that matchup again. Um, it's cool to travel back up to Danvers and get that chance again. I think that, like, we're different people than we were when we went up there last year. Our players are different. Our team identity is different. Our coaches are different. Um, I'm different. You know, I'm different as a, as a, as a human, man. And, um, you know, we talked way back at the beginning of the season about – the effect of this this illness um and it's been so positive in terms like in terms of demeanor and approach to my staff and my kids on on game day that you know um i can say pretty unequivocally that i think cancer made me a better football coach um and a better man you know i'm not happy to have gone through it but but i'm 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 happy of with who i am right now on the other side of it um, I think I'm better than I was when, than when I went into it. And um, I'd say that that's true for the entirety of our team. You know, it just goes back to what we just said. I'm sorry to keep talking about it. I'm just like, I'm mad juiced up for this game. Is, is, is that notion like, you know, <laughs> look at what we've done, boys. Look at what we've done. Like, look at what you've overcome. Like, so you're telling me that, you know, the six foot four, 280 pound kid is scary. Like, forget that, man. Like, we all stared. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just me that got sick. You know what I mean? Like, that's what family is. It wasn't, you know, and, and, and I got selfish about it for a time in my own sense. You know what I mean? But it wasn't just me that got sick. Like, all those guys got sick with me, man. Like, they were there with me. That was a part of their life, too. You know what I mean? Like, they cared, they worried, they were afraid. And they still kept coming to practice and they still kept working and they still kept believing, even though that fear was very real. I look at pictures of myself going into week one. You saw me and I look at pictures of myself now as a different human being. And I'm, I'm still skinny and fast, but like they saw that. So what's what's a big offensive tackle or, or, or you know, a good tight end or a good quarterback or whatever else, you know, a football team might have. 
when that's the enemy that you've been looking at. Um, and it's, it's, I'm excited to take that energy because it's, I'm getting animated, but it's super calm. And the best way that I can put it, Todd, is that, uh, this team is wise beyond its years. These, these young guys have had to confront some things and, and, and they're, they're wiser for it. I, I want to take that wisdom on the road. I'm fired up. Well, you should be. I don't want to make light of anything you just said, but you talked about getting animated. And I'll say this. We're not talking this kind of crap no, animation no, from we're 2020. Going 1980s. We're talking classic Thundercats 1985. Classic Thundercats, G.I. Joe, He-Man animation. So. Absolutely. So, and then for all of you, uh, again, it's Friday, November 1st, 7 o'clock kickoff at Morse Field. That's at Danvers High School. You can find the directions hey, out and there. And i got to say to anybody who's listening, like, come out. Come out to the game. I know it's a haul. I know it's fighting 95 traffic, you know, but like this group of kids, man, they're the little engine that could, man. They're 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 a team that nobody, I think, thought a lot about. Um, you know, our, though we be small, we be but fierce. You know, and and our numbers weren't great this year, and all of this stuff that was swirling around our program, and like they're they're still here fighting every single second of every single football game that they've played to this date. These kids deserve that credit. Please. Get in the car, bring the family, bring the blankets, bring the ponchos, come out and support these guys. They deserve it. Like, these young men deserve that support. Let's go, Belmont. That's right. It's the MIAA Division Three North playoffs. Again, Danvers High School, uh, Friday, November 1st, 7 o'clock at Morse Field. Uh, Marauders and the Falcons, the eight-seeded Marauders, trying to pull off the upset of the undefeated uh, Danvers Falcons. Again, as we wrap up this week, just want to remind you, all of our podcasts with Coach Q, you can find them online at belmontmedia.org slash podcast. Get the SoundCloud app. It's free. Uh, it's easy. You can uh, listen uh, right off the app searching Belmont Media. Listen at your convenience. As I said, it's a free app. And uh, don't forget to send your questions. Send after the Marauders pull off the big upset this week <laughs> as David takes down Goliath. One play uh, at a time. That's right. We'll send your send those congratulatory tweets to the hashtag Q's for Q. Q-S-F-O-R- until next week, for Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniar saying go Marauders in the Division Three North playoffs. Thank you once again for checking out the TOST Podcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. <laughs>